I'm Alec Baldwin, and you are listening to Mission Daily, selected as Best of 2018 by Apple. Mission Daily is the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Hey everyone, welcome to Mindset Week on Mission Daily. I'm Chad Grills, and I'm joined by the one, the only, really the Postals. only. Hey, Stephanie is my wife. I love her very much. And if you heard the the pre-show banter, maybe you think, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they talk to each other like that." But that's how we collaborate. You know, there's a time in your life where you realize that if your marriage is going to work if you're going to create stuff you have to be able to have radically honest conversations with each other you have to be able to like poke fun into each other i think that's what so many relationships miss and on mindset week we want to give you the best tools available for upping your mindset so this is something that there's tons of content online that's about oh this will help you improve your mindset and things like that and it's generally i would say 80 percent bad advice there's some 20 percent truisms in there but there are way, way better ideas to improve your mindset. And that's why we kicked off this week with Sean Acor. So Sean is a happiness researcher where people hear that, they just turn their nose up. They roll their eyes. They're like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's nice. Must be nice for him to spend all your time researching. And he spends his uh, maybe 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. Uh, I would say just busting his butt to do studies, research, and then practical strategies is what he ends up with that anybody can use but generally nobody wants to use them he also looked very happy so i was he's genuinely when chad was setting up the video call to record with him i was kind of peeking in the background like what's this dude look like and he looked like a genuine super happy nice person i love seeing someone who's practicing what they preach you know how it's sad sometimes when someone does research and they're telling you to do something and you look at them and you're like they're miserable yeah they're like you need to work out seven days a week and you look at them and you're like Mm, you don't even work out 100 percent. so many college professors are like this so many college professors that write books or give prescriptive advice (laughs) a lot of psychologists you start listening to what they're saying and they're literally telling you that they're mentally disturbed and they're writing books for people to help themselves this this is this is crazy like people proudly proclaiming that they have a ton of psychological issues and i know that mental health is complicated we have to have an honest discussion about this but it's not going to happen if everyone is taking their advice from a handful of people who raise their hand and say, uh, I haven't been able to figure this out, and uh, I'm gonna, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. That's really tough. And with a lot of these subjects, they're a bit didactic. So it can sound like we're telling you what to do sometimes. But I, my hope is that we are presenting things in a way where I don't have everything figured out. There's going to be some things I say that are not going to be applicable for your life, and I'm not giving you hyper prescriptive advice. I don't ever want to be in, in that position, but I definitely want to share some stories and share some examples of things that I'm doing that have really helped me because I've struggled with depression. I've, I've struggled with those things. And so has Sean. Anybody who's honest is going to tell you they've struggled in their life to maintain a great mindset. It's hard. It's never been easy to compare your life and what you're accomplishing to others. And you're always going to find examples of other people who have achieved more, who are better looking, and who have what seems like a more perfect life at a glance. But if we dig into it, what we often find is that a lot of people out there are hurting. And that's okay. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. So 
we have four episodes that we want to follow up with Sean's episode where Steph and I are going to go through seven things in each episode. The first one is this one, which is seven mindfulness practices to build your mindset because mindfulness is the stepping stone, at least in my in my world. It's been the stepping stone to a much better quality of life and a much, much better mindset. All right. And, so let's yeah. kick, kick it off then. Let's I'm kick amped. It. I know you are. I mean, this is, that was basically the Chad show. So I'm amped up. <laughs> let's get into the actual episode. Which is coming. So seven mindfulness practices to build your mindsets. And let's just jump right into the seven. Gratitude. So, yep. So this is, you saw me practicing this. As soon as I got off the call with Sean yesterday, he was just hammering home the point of gratitude. And this is something that we have all heard it so many times. But hearing it more times doesn't help. You have to put it into practice. So I was really just taking an honest look. The call with Sean was a great mirror for myself. I had let my mindset fall into a pretty negative place. And talking with Sean put a mirror to that. And I realized, wow, I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of the stuff that I know I intuitively know I should be doing it. And practicing gratitude was something that I jumped on. I was like, I'm not doing this enough. And we got on the leadership call. And immediately I just rattled off things that I was grateful for that you, that Ian, that Adam was doing. And I, I acknowledged those. And then immediately I got on the team call and I acknowledged those. But what was also fun is, so yeah, we have the leadership call with Chad, myself, Ian, and Adam. Afterwards, we have a whole big team call. And it was fun because Chad, who's a CEO, went down every single person at the company and said why he was, you know, what he was gracious for that they had done that week or what he had noticed and then afterwards, we had everyone go through and pick one person at the company to say, here's something you did this week that I really want to give a shout out to. And the vibe and the culture was so fun after we did that. I know, I mean, at least myself, Chad, we all walked away like, man, this is a good way to end a Friday, good way to go into a weekend because everyone is doing such a great job. And a lot of times you don't even know it, especially when you're working in maybe a little silo and you're working on your own thing and you don't even know what other people on your team are working on. It was so great hearing each other give each other compliments because I didn't even know half the stuff that they were doing behind the scenes because I'm so far removed sometimes from some of it. So yeah, super same, fun practice. Yeah. Same here because, you know, as a remote team, it's very easy for miscommunications to creep up. You're trying to communicate a lot via text and Slack. And for anybody that's texting a lot, you know that that medium is rife with miscommunications. It is just waiting for people to falsely project motive and create a whole backstory and a whole false narrative. And what gratitude does is it helps avoid all of the miscommunication basically. And it helps repay the communicational debt that many people acquire in their relationships. I think what was different was that we did the gratitude with video. So we had, yeah, it was just yeah. so nice looking around and seeing people's facial expressions when you said like, you know, I mean, I called out our audio engineer, Jonah, who's editing this episode right now. Thanks, Jonah. You're the best. Yeah, who's so, done a really, yeah. really good job of having a great attitude when things aren't going well or just, you know, making making jokes about things that are frustrating. And that's that's really exciting because sometimes that's all you can do and you just have to keep keep rolling with things. And that type of attitude is one. It's really durable, basically, because business is not easy trying to do something in media is you know when a lot of people say oh that's impossible a lot of really smart people hey that's intimidating and you need that type of lightheartedness and the ability to joke and everything like that so i just want to acknowledge this stuff more because the people on our team are doing such an amazing job and i think it's easy to get 
busy to the point where you forget to acknowledge some of that stuff. So So who can you acknowledge today? Who can you call up and tell them, I appreciate you for doing this? Maybe not through a text because, yeah, honestly, voice is always better. Video is always better. In person is better. Let people see your emotions and that you actually mean it. And, you know, because it can be so easy for someone to take something as sarcastic. Yeah. And, you know. You just never know. And people are always so ready to protect themselves, too. If you send someone like, hey, thanks for doing this. I I appreciate it. You could take I appreciate as like, oh, my gosh, like, were you not happy that I did that? Mm -hmm. Or there's so many ways you could read something that, you know, to you might be clear, but texting might not be. So So much of our modern day culture is nihilistic and cynical and people are afraid of being sincere because you know what? If you're sincere, you're weak. a lot of people are going to perceive you as weak. Let's be honest about that. Or you're weird or you're clingy yeah. or. Oh, yeah. People will yeah. think that caring about something it is weird. And that's a vibe that I encountered very, very early on. But the reality is, if you're a sincere person, don't hide that. Don't hide that. Expose it. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid. People are going to laugh in your face sometimes. That's OK. And it's not your message isn't for them. Your, your game, what you're doing, it's not for them. And it's no big deal. So let's jump into the second thing here. So this is a great practice to build up your mindset. And it's something that sounds simple, but is hard to put into practice. So watch your thoughts as they come up. And it's easy to immediately think, okay, how can I filter them into useful and non-useful? That's good. Sometimes that's good to do. But what I found is far better is let your thoughts come up and don't judge them. When you start judging everything, you can fall into a trap of comparison and comparison can really rob you of accurate analysis. So stop beating yourself up about your thoughts. It's really hard to control them. What you can do to start controlling them is just watch. Have you ever read the book, Wherever You Go, There You Are? I think I've told you about this one before. I haven't read it, but it's uh, on the reading list. Yeah. Have okay. you, did you read it? It's yeah. John Corbett Zinn, I think, is the author. I'm always really bad at remembering authors' names. But anyways, let's get past that. Yeah, I read the book, I think, last year. And I remember we had talked about it on a hike for a bit. But it's so great because it has this idea that you should kind of have your own mini out-of-body experience when it comes to your thoughts and actually... Think of yourself going above your body and looking in at yourself and at your brain and kind of just monitoring them and not judging them and just seeing them come in and go out and come in and go out and just kind of just being aware of them. Mm-hmm. And that was such a fun practice to kind of think of it as like, these thoughts are not me and I can monitor them. I can choose which ones to keep. I can choose which ones to let come in and then pass through me and, you know, go away afterwards. And I really like that practice of just, it's not you. Just because you're having a bad thought today doesn't mean you're bad or the situation's actually bad. It could Mm -hmm. just be how you're feeling. So step away, come above yourself and look into, you know, your mind and kind of see what's going on and then let it go or keep it. Yeah, that's uh, really, really good. And I I love that idea. All right. Should we move on to the third mindfulness practice? Yeah. And the third one here is life is a game of inches. So for everybody that's watched Al Pacino in the movie, any given Sunday, you know, the halftime locker room speech and Steph's face is suggesting that she has not seen. You and Ian always bring up movies and celebrities. I'm like, uh, (laughs) no, I haven't seen that or I don't know who that is. 
Did you just not have a- access to this? You got you, you had all a bunch of movies. All the people who say don't watch TV. What, did your family just saying, have bad taste in movies, or what? What was it? I don't know. I was like busy watching Mean Girls and you know uh, like uh, Degrassi. <laughs> just that, that, that was it. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm, yeah, I'm just <laughs> Full giving you house, a hard, huh? I'm just giving you a hard time. But no, no, no. So I mean, it's a there's a couple years difference. So there's five years difference between us, and that's uh, to be expected. But anyways, it's halftime. And this is a, a lower budget football movie. I don't even think I've watched the whole thing, but I've definitely watched Pacino's speech. And if you have a couple of minutes, you want to watch this speech because this is basically 100% written by a struggling writer. It's, it is not, it's not written by anyone else. When you hear the words, you can instantly, if you are a writer, you'll instantly connect with it. And anyways, go back and watch the speech. But the whole point is life is a game of inches and you are going to have to in your own life fight for really small victories you're going to have to take the small battles in your personal life to build your mindset you're going to have to take them really really seriously and at the end of your life basically whatever victories you do achieve are going to be the result of you taking the small battles seriously again and again and again Every single day. And it's going to feel exhausting. And putting that amount of attention onto improving your mindset is going to be exhausting at first. And that's unfortunately what it takes to keep and build a positive mindset. Yep. I think that ties well into the fourth mindfulness practice, which is celebrating the victories. Because so often... I'm bad at this. Yeah, you really are bad at this. We, you know, have a great month at the mission. We, you know, do some crazy stuff. We launch new podcasts. We have like Jeffrey Wright and Alec Baldwin coming in and coming into our network and reading our podcasts and narrating for us. And you aren't that great at actually celebrating what we've achieved in only, you know, a year. Greatest so. challenges lie ahead. And I just am part of me sad because I can't celebrate. But part of me too knows that it's so brutal in business and media that we can't celebrate any of the small stuff until we get to a milestone kind of. And I I know what the milestone is in my head, but we just cannot get complacent on the way there. Here's the thing that I've been trying to say for a while. If you're sentimental about what you're creating, you're going to get crushed if you're too sentimental about it. And sometimes I do need to get better at celebrating the small stuff and celebrating real victories. I'm trying to do that. I've just seen so many examples of people who fall into the trap of celebrating too much and celebrating minutia to the point where it doesn't mean anything. And unfortunately, business is just so hyper competitive that until we get to a certain milestone, I have this in my head and we've talked about it. I've been repeating it a lot with you and Ian, especially over the holidays and before that, when I kind of laid out like these aren't nice to haves in 2019. This is what we're doing. This is what we have to do as a business. Oh man, it's just so tough, but you do have to celebrate the victories and you do have to acknowledge the accomplishments, especially when you've been able to achieve them with such a small amount of resources. And you have to be honest about how many resources you've had for a specific undertaking or project compared to other people who are achieving something of note. And You know, comparison might rob you of joy, but it also might arm you with an accurate picture of where you're at. And sometimes an accurate picture of where you're at is worth way, 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 way more than 
falsely getting excited about how much you've accomplished. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I think also one thing I want to point out is that you are very good at celebrating the victories of other people. So, I mean, yeah, I can say that based on all of our team calls, how you pump me up, you're very good at celebrating everyone else around you and showing them like, how do you not recognize how far you've come? I mean, even with, you know, Lacey on our team and saying, yesterday, like Lacey, man, how good of a writer you are now is so amazing compared to where you started at. Like, you're really good at highlighting people. Lacey is getting really good at writing. She yeah, is. Which, She's which great. Is, I love um, her. This is going to come across wrong, however I say it, but as a younger person, it's rare. It's super rare <laughs> that any young person can develop. It's almost like being an old soul, right? If you have kind of an old soul, if you've been through a lot, if you've seen the world and seen what humanity really is, if you've taken an honest look at that, you're going to be a good writer. If you've had some real experiences under your belt, you're going to be a good writer. And sometimes has. That's, I think that helps she, her. She has. She yeah. is kind of like an old soul. Yeah, definitely. So hats off to other people. But this is something that. Oh, but I no, I wanted a, to say what's so feature. different is oh, people versus businesses. So when you're saying it's one thing to, you know, not over celebrate business victories, mm-hmm. I think that is the case because you see people, especially in Silicon Valley, having startups and immediately throwing huge parties based on nothing and like spending tons joke. of money. So I think it's very good too to keep things very clear of the distinction between celebrating your own personal victories and your own small wins yeah. and making sure to acknowledge that versus being realistic when you're starting a business or something and making sure that you're headed on the right track and not celebrating too early and actually missing that you're not on the right track. So Definitely. just to keep those two things separate. Yeah. And I think too, this is a really important reminder that you need to, you need to celebrate the things that you care about. There are certain things in business I am not going to celebrate. It's not an accomplishment. It almost doesn't even matter. But in my personal life, there are certain things I will celebrate because I know it's going to lead to a place where I can finally celebrate business accomplishments and family accomplishments and stuff because we've hit a milestone, because we've hit a place where we're protected, basically. that, that That's what I'm trying to say here. So for anyone out there that's listening don't be afraid to celebrate the things that you want to celebrate. So I, I'm weird about this, but like in my own personal life, like I don't want to celebrate a birthday. I don't want to celebrate my you birthday. You are weird <laughs> when it comes Why to that I celebrate kind of stuff. My, my birthday. Life is so comfortable. Like when I got home from Iraq, like I, I celebrated. I was like, yep. Okay, cool. Like I. You were kind of salty really, when really I gave you presents. Really fortunate. That was something to celebrate. But, you know, a birthday, you just like you made it in an, another year. Like, That's no, an accomplishment. No big deal. Uh, Making another year in the world as an accomplishment. It's a balance, right? You have to find the right stuff to celebrate and you have to be really careful that you're not celebrating minutia that doesn't matter. So don't be too easy on yourself. This is something that is a tool for accomplishment and building a really, really unstoppable mindset. You got to be hard on yourself. And a lot of people don't want to be hard on themselves. All right. And should we move on to the fifth mindfulness practice? Yeah. So what Sean brought up when I was talking that I thought was fascinating. One of the most interesting things that he did was a study with high school students and using social media. So instead of saying, don't use social media, Sean's really smart. And he designed this study where instead of just logging on and passively consuming, the goal of the students was to log on and then proactively comment and interact with friends in an uplifting way. So basically get onto social media and instead of ghosting and instead of hating on other people's, instead of quietly hating on other people's success 
or other people's false presentation of a wonderful, perfect life, support it. And this ties in with a really powerful mental model, which is called steel manning, which is the idea that instead of arguing and accusing people or thinking that, oh, there's a left and right, there is a white and a black side to every argument, and I'm on this side, which is so stupid. People, people literally buy into this narrative. It's crazy. Families get separated because people buy into this false dichotomy of BS that life is that simple and it, <laughs> life is filled with nuance. So basically, Sean had these kids log onto social media and then proactively support the people that they were already following. So come out of the shadows and support people and let them know what they're doing is great. And what he found was people left social media feeling recharged instead of passively consuming, being quiet, not expressing themselves, and just having a mild resentment. So if you want to explore this, I would recommend just trying it today. Log on to social media and be supportive of those around you. I like that because I think I'm also the quiet person who just sits there and watches the feed. I don't Mm -hmm. always, I don't interact very much, especially on Twitter or things like that. I just watch and learn and things like that. And it is easy to kind of get in the trap also of feeling negative because the people who sometimes are promoted to the top are the most cynical ones. Divisive, yep. Divisive. Uh, just trolling people. Did and you like, hear about the, um, the, the Microsoft AI? I think they called it, tell me if I'm wrong. I think it was Ty or something. And so they built a bot mm-hmm. to see how many followers it could get. And they wanted the social media community to help train it and I might have gotten the name wrong, but they wanted everyone. There have been to a help. couple instances yeah. with this, but this where was like people very... are generally horrible yeah. to robot robots but or AI. Yeah. What the worst part was is that they have this bot out there, and they said, "Hey, help interact with our bot to see if we can get it more lifelike and mm-hmm. whatever." And people, of course, were being horrible to it, and it started retweeting really horrible things or saying horrible things as mm-hmm. well. And guess how many followers it got within like hours? A bunch. 50,000. And yeah. it was saying the worst. I mean, people are sick the worst out there. stuff ever. And people I'm like, are sick. it's crazy. So yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be never in that group. I want to, you know, I, I never want to follow the people like that. I never want to entertain that. And I love the idea of actually getting more engulfed with actually putting in my comments, encouraging people, propping them up and showing them that I'm supportive and yeah, we're tr- being, we're training. Yeah, being involved. That's so important. And like, People need to hear that more because we're training the algorithms right now. They are going to be whatever we make them. And there are a lot of people out there that are hurting that quite honestly, you can't let into your life. You cannot let them into your social feed. Why would you do that? Why would you spend your time going through these comments, trying to prove how people are wrong that are clearly struggling with mental health issues? Don't spend your time doing that. But sometimes I think people think it's funny to kind of watch this and they don't even yeah, realize definitely. what it's doing to their soul. At least for me, it's like for a second there, you're like, ha ha ha, this person, like, yeah. you know, they're so annoying or whatever. And you don't realize how it's actually impacting you no, and completely. you don't even know it. So there's a great book by Neil Postman that's called Amusing Ourselves to Death. That's just about predicting the rise of all this, where people are sitting in front of these technological marvels and they're using them to amuse themselves to death on the way to death on the way to irrelevance they're just taking it all in taking all the negative don't be that person so okay this is brings us to number 6 so the sixth point here meditation that is passive is all the rage right now but if you can explore active meditation so whether that's movement dance gym yoga lifting do it 
that is an active form of meditation that's going to help you much, much more than passive meditation. So I'm not, I'm not hating on your meditation practice. I'm not hating on it. But I think that an empty mind and repeating the same mantra over and over and over again, that's one strategy. And another strategy is becoming far more active. We weren't born to be in a passive state. We weren't born to be static. Life is dynamic and everything that survives around us is the result of dynamism, of novelty, and of expression. Say, yep, research that. shows that when you're moving, when you're out in the world and things like that, and actually experiencing it, you're going to remember it more, you're going to learn more, you're going to think of more ideas. I mean, that's when most people who are starting businesses have their ideas is when they're out in the world experiencing yeah. something new. I've never, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I've never heard someone that I follow say, I was in a deep meditation session doing mm-hmm. my transcendental meditation, like saying a mantra. And man, the idea came to me. Maybe that's happened before. But most times I hear when people are out doing something, I was out on a hike. I was like, you They're know, not the ideas that lasted. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe people will come out to us and be like, hey, I started my business from that. But anyways, I think it's a really good idea to always be like when you're out doing yoga or when you're out hiking, also making sure that you're actually in the moment and your mind is not elsewhere. Because I think that's what helps when it comes to being mindfulness is making sure you're wherever you are, you know, there you are. Wherever you go. Wherever you go, there There you you are. are. There you are, for sure. Trademark, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just kidding. John Corbett's in. Don't uh, don't come after us. Seriously. I think that's his name. Uh, I wonder if you're jacking up his name this whole time, but. Uh, John Corbett, John Corbett's in. Sounds like a wine. We'll figure it out, people. Don't worry. (laughs) Sounds like a good Zinfandel. It does. Like an old red. You know, I love a good Zin. John, you're turning me into a day drinker. How dare you? Just kidding. Uh, okay, number seven. This question is, I, I hang it in a lot of different places. It's on my computer. But basically ask yourself when you're getting ready to make a decision, is this something that someone who loves themselves would do? Does this support exploring a compassion and a love for myself? Or is this action I'm about to undertake? Is this something basically that somebody who hates themselves would do mm-hmm. i love that not easy even, to ask in an honest way yep honestly, i don't even think that one needs further explaining i think that's a yeah a good spot to leave everyone thinking as they go about their day is this something that someone would do who loves themselves and every action they take so i agree we will see you in the next episode on this week of mindset week we hope you enjoyed the first episode of the seven mindfulness practices to build your mindset we'll see you guys next time Mission.org is a media company with a daily newsletter, network of podcasts, and brand studio designed to accelerate learning. Head to Mission.org to get award-winning podcasts like The Mission Daily, The Story, IT Visionaries, Education Trends, Marketing Trends, Future of Cities, and more. Mission Studios has worked with companies like Salesforce, Twilio, and Katera, to create custom media channels that drive results. Make sure to subscribe to the mission's daily newsletter at mission.org. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.